1: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Educating Josh, where the three of us, James O'Neill, I, Luke Cutforth and our special guest this week, Jake Edwards, bring together three of the most divisive stories of the week. Our wonderful Josh Winslave will have 20 seconds to respond with his gut feeling on the story with absolutely no research, after which we will have an attempt at Educating Josh. Make sure you stick around to the end for the quick fire round which includes some of your questions from social media. Subscribe and leave a review over on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. Lucy is away this week. Guys, are you missing Lucy? Well, she's not away.
0: She's got a... Gorgeous new
1: puppy missing her dog that she's having to look after. You're missing her dog and you've not even met met her dog. dog. I want to meet
3: her dog.
1: (laughs) Lucy has got a new dog, and so she couldn't come in this week, but she has assured us she's going to bring the dog in sometime. So we'll try and get it get it to like snuffle into the microphone. We do have to
0: put up with Jake this week.
1: (laughs) Yes, so Jake, I will quickly introduce you, I've written a nice little intro for you. Jake is a musician and YouTuber known for his videos on gender, trans topics, and other LGBTQ issues, and describes himself on Twitter as a queer gentleman, which I just really loved, and I wanted to include. I mean, you can't be a
2: gentleman that. anymore; it's it's problematic, Luke.
1: Is it Jake? Official line from <laughs> you?
2: Um, it's not problematic because I'm trans, and if you say anything against me, then you're transphobic, and I don't. Oh, there we
1: Brothers. go. See, it's, it's, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be one of those weeks, guys. Oh okay, so I have a couple of tweets I wanted to read to you, Josh. You're not gonna like the first one. <laughs> so Menino said, "I really feel that you've got the title all wrong. It should be educating each other." Josh almost never gets educated. And then Josh's mum replied, (laughs) sorry. Josh's mum replied, welcome to the Winslade household educated by Josh for the last 26 years. I mean, why wouldn't I like that tweet? It states how you failed to educate me. Okay, we don't like the tweet and whatever. Lastly, a little update Luca who you know we spoke about last week who's been running to our podcast I remember Luca. Luca said I just listened to the podcast whilst running I heard my name screamed and ran extra fast and then I finished in my quickest time ever so oh, they- it didn't stop <laughs> no that's fantastic oh, isn't brilliant it? well done well, us well done Luca so James you did the first story last week. How did your story perform in the polls? I
3: did do the first story last week. My question was, is the term Beachbody Ready offensive? And on Twitter, 61% of people said no.
1: So I agree with Josh and you guys, actually, and not me.
3: And basically, not you. I yeah, did on my much. own.
1: However... Manino also oh Manino's back. Manino gets a lot of airtime today. There we, said, go. we should be more concerned with having a good body the rest of the year. We put too much concern on our image and not being healthy and beautiful. And in that way, I find beach Body ready offensive. What do you think of that? Yeah. Entitled to that opinion, it's yeah. wrong. But do you not think it's weird to... that we think oh we need to slim down and be healthy for just these three months just, and the rest just of the time? Just just just... The I think, but I don't think that's what we think. No one's saying they think that.
0: It's just a marketing term or a, a, a way of getting people into it. There's other terms that happen in the winter.
1: There's other terms that happen in the autumn. Like, yeah, no, your you're not
0: exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> you're
1: <water> not <laughs> <locker> in the cabbies. <laughs> <thing laughs> <in the laughs> like All that. right. Well, Lucy's story was second. I'll take Lucy's story on because she's off with a dog. Lucky Lucy. And the question was, should taking study drugs be classed as cheating? We had a very divided audience on this. Basically, 50-50. 50-50. 49% no, 46% yes. However, Eloise pointed out, the mark that you get which may or may not be affected by these drugs does affect everyone else's grades because the grades are determined by moderation. Basically they set grade boundaries after the test as far as we're aware. So that's an interesting thing to take into account. And the last story of the week was mine. It was Is it sexist to prefer a man commentating football? You guys all basically said no and that's what our audience said. They said 53% no, 39% yes quite surprised about that one we had so much response on this one and Eve sent us a really good message saying that as a girl and also as somebody who is mixed race all the time she experiences subtle undertones that aren't literally in what someone's actually saying but she said keep discussing the topics because it's really good that it gets people talking
3: yeah it's really good fantastic
1: all right it's time for the first story of the week and that is James's story
3: oh my lord it's me Josh, my story comes from The Times this week, and the headline is Schoolgirls face ban on skirts. These are the three things you need to know. At least 40 schools in England have stopped girls from wearing skirts, while others are consulting on a ban. The change comes as schools opt for gender-neutral uniforms to cater for transgender pupils. Some feminists have condemned the move, arguing that all children should have a choice. American writer Naomi Wolf said, I believe that if everyone is offered the option of both skirts and trousers, everyone can find his, her, or their comfortable fit. Female pupils in Barry have started a petition against an impending ban at their school, arguing that it sexualizes pupils' bodies and that wearing skirts gives them confidence. My question to you, Josh, is, should skirts be banned so that everyone is dressed equally? 20
1: seconds, Josh. Go.
0: Absolutely not. (laughs) Skirts should not be banned at all. Everyone should just be able to wear what they want. So my thing with school uniforms is taking it away from sexuality and like that for a little bit, Having a uniform is good because it makes everyone equal. But even with a uniform, you then get into the and what it used to be for me at school is the class system. So if your shoes weren't from Clark's, if uh, you know how expensive is that person's shoes, and that would then put me into a, a certain zone of people, and I'd be judged for that. So I think you're always going to get some form of judgment from what you're wearing. We're we're, we're horrible when we're younger <laughs> and when we're children. Like are some awful. of us, yeah. yeah, and we judge each other a lot. So. It should be open and you should be able to wear whatever you want because having a uniform doesn't work because there's always going to be some form judgment of there. judgment. Yeah,
3: yeah. no, I actually kind of agree with you in that I think the approach they're taking is that if they have gendered clothing or gendered uniforms, so they have separate ones for boys and girls, that you have to wear one if you're a girl and you have to wear the other if you're a boy. Whereas they they've now going, oh, look how progressive we are. We're just taking away one of them. Yeah. What I think is that they should just let people choose what they want to wear. Yeah, and
0: what
2: if a boy feels more comfortable
0: wearing a skirt and identifies
2: separate... with that? Like, I don't see the the problem with that. Yeah, it's really contradictory because they're trying to say they're taking away one thing to not oppress certain people, <laughs> but that action in itself is oppressive. You're saying <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. taking away your right to choose and your
3: freedom so, of clothing so, so we to don't not oppress... oppress you. Yeah,
0: so we don't want to oppress this group of people, so we're going to oppress everybody. Get everybody else. else. That's yeah. the solution. <laughs>
3: we're making R- our school more free by yeah. banning these clothing <laughs> items. Yeah,
2: like, rather than educating and you know bring people up and make them more open-minded let's oppress in a way it seems like they're trying to pin this on trans people by saying we're doing this because trans people exist and we can't oppress them now it's like why are you saying that this is a trans issue this is a gender issue it's gender fluidity rather than saying oh this is about trans people so it's their fault that we're banning skirts and it could make it worse because the people that are
0: forced to not wear
2: skirts go oh it's the trans people's fault but also, again, they're saying, "Oh, we're doing this for trans people." But if you think about the trans girls that are in school that now Maybe don't have the option to uncom- wear skirts, exactly. they're going to be pushed into something that is perceived to be more masculine and be very uncomfortable. Because it may well
1: have been that somebody who's grown up and and is a trans female, trans woman, sorry, has spent their entire life going, "I can't wait to finally be able to wear a skirt and express who I am in public," and then they go, "Oh, well." Like, I can't now so that was kind of all <laughs> I mean, I mean,
0: nothing <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah kind of but school isn't a platform to express yourself like I don't think anyone you know you can express yourself when you're outside of school in your own free time you know that sort of thing this is I, I think you're completely right Jake like it is it is weird it's like they're going let's oppress everyone just so some people aren't oppressed and that will then shift blame onto a group of people that are right now trying to you know, fight to be more accepted and to be more confident in themselves and instead they're gonna have an entire school looking at them going, This is your fault, I'm a girl, and I, I should be allowed to wear a skirt and I can't because of you and that's gonna be awful. That's gonna
1: is that not going to generate
0: it's more like, bullying. It's at like school?
3: Schools are just go, Oh, don't shoot the messenger. Well
1: The third point here was that they are saying that the ban sexualizes bodies. Now there was a story a while back about um, skirts being banned in schools because it distracted the boys, boys because the girls were wearing Educate skirts. the boys. Yeah, I mean, yes, I, compl- yes, <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> calm the boys down. They need to calm down, yeah. And are oh you God. against... Someone well, in- give them a cold shower. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <what I mean. laughs> Mandatory cold showers for all boys <gasps> every, every morning. boys until every they morning. learn. <laughs> <laughs> And are you against, because in your intro it sounded to me like you are against uniform entirely, like we should just be going to school in whatever clothes.
0: I don't think I was always against uniform at first, like I said, I thought it's a good thing because it puts everyone on an equal platform and that, that does make sense, or it did make sense, but there's always something little, there's... What if you can't afford an iron at home? When and everyone's and not dressed the same, people start noticing the, 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 the subtler differences. Details. Yeah, the subtler differences—the way your
3: hair is, or the way you know what, what accessories you wear. Yeah,
0: or... and uh, you know, uniform is a form of oppression. Making everyone dress the same—they you know,
1: th- do it in prison. <laughs> It's—I yeah. uh, don't—I don't think it's a form of oppression. Um, Have d- you seen Mean Girls? Like, girls get really <laughs> mean when they're allowed to wear whatever they like. <laughs>
0: yeah, but that—but then—but you're allowed to express yourself more. So in Mean Girls, they're using their expression to bully each other. But yes, you're getting bullied because you're expressing yourself this way and they're expressing themselves that way. But you're expressing yourself. So you're being allowed the opportunity to express
2: yourself. See, I went to an all-girls school and wearing skirts was like a big deal in my school. Mm. It wasn't a uniform thing. There was no like, oh, everybody's wearing one type of skirt. Skirts were... Um, part of a hierarchy in the way that you weren't just wearing a skirt it was all about the length the style mm-hmm. of the skirt is it a pencil skirt well, yeah. like everybody's like rocking up to school and rolling them up and it's like depending on where your skirt is depending on the height of your skirt yeah it it's the depends, same with boys like, and shorts yeah and it, it depended on how popular you are so I guess that's kind of almost leaning towards in favor of banning skirts or just at least being more strict about what skirts you can wear because it's not just about the boys sexualizing the girls it's about the girls kind of sexualizing themselves themselves as well which 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 does happen but is that what age does that become your right i i would say 16 i'm not gonna lie i'm just gonna throw it out there like if you're of the legal age you should be allowed to To sexualize yourself yeah Yeah, i agree you can have a
1: (laughs) in school though
2: well, kind of it's anywhere. It's was a place like, of learning. It, it is a place of learning, but also you, you are starting to become a social person. You're learning your social skills there. So if you're taking away everybody's right to express anything about themselves, you're limiting somebody's social growth. And that's going to have a knock-on effect to them. In, during yeah, their you're there to say. educate yourself.
1: And one other thing that has been discussion about is that a ban on skirts may make Muslim students more comfortable. What do you think about that? Because part of, of a Muslim belief is about covering up your body and not sexualizing yourself.
0: Again, so. that's banning other people, not them. They're not forced to, to wear skirts as far as more Muslims can wear what they want to and what adheres with their religion and their practices. So again, that's condemning one set of people to, to oppress everyone sure. as, as a solution. Sure, sure.
2: I think that is part of legislation in schools, that you're allowed your freedom to express your religion in whatever way you want to yeah Yeah. so nobody has the right to take that away from you so it's not about taking away their rights it's about trying to infringe on somebody else's rights yeah
0: i used to get really frustrated at school like in, in school i had long black hair black black nail really? paint oh my god really? oh, i love this yeah please put some pictures bring it back and, so, <laughs> and i used to get into trouble all the time because obviously they don't like you paint your nails and things like that and it, I, that used to annoy me as and i didn't learn anything that i then you know i've kind of you know i've got tattoos and things like that because i wouldn't work at a place that wouldn't accept that so, you know exactly. that's that's what i believe so that's me expressing myself and i think schools are i don't know every, any body that has any form of control sometimes seems to take it too far don't mm. they so
1: okay and the last thing i'm thinking is what how does everyone feel about the idea of we the, the the alternative solution to this is we need to start normalizing the idea of a guy wearing a skirt and so do you think that's something that maybe should be done
3: in schools absolutely 100 yep. percent. i okay. just think letting people and then people do it naturally yeah what do you mean by normalizing, normalizing the idea it? that anyone can wear whatever they want
2: so just... like not looking at a skirt and saying that's a skirt for a girl you just say that's a skirt it's it's small things it's subtle things about your language about what you imply from about an article of clothing not just from the teachers but from the media from other pupils the way you're writing this narrative into the education itself. Yeah, and it is mm. interesting, actually, because in high fashion, in, that, the,
0: like, the top end of fashion, they it is very normal for the, for men to wear skirts. And yeah, like, yeah. So it is it's kind of strange that it hasn't trickled all the way down mm. yet. High fashion is very, very gender fluid. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's run by lots of gay people.
2: <laughs> we know what we're
3: doing. <laughs> okay, well you can let us know what you think. Keep that in, on please. Yeah,
2: we'll <laughs> keep that in.
1: You can let us know what you think on Twitter in our polls at Educating Josh. It's time for the second story of the week. That's my story. Josh, my story this week comes from The Economist, our good friends at The Economist, and the story hello, is economist. Hello Economist, Hello Economist, we Love You. Trump administration wants to expand immigrant family detention. Here are the three things you need to know. The Trump administration has ended its policy of separating undocumented migrant children from their parents. However, the administration plans to expand the use of family detention, which will see migrant families detained indefinitely while their cases are heard. The Trump administration has significantly hardened the country's policies regarding illegal immigration. Supporters of Trump's zero tolerance policy on immigration think that a country's first obligation should be to the well being of its own citizens. However, those in favour of reform argue that the majority of migrants are law-abiding and that migration leads to economic growth. My question for you Josh is, do you think economically stable countries have a moral obligation to allow migrants in? 20 seconds Josh,
0: go. I don't think they have a moral obligation to allow them in at all. Um, uh, no, I don't.
1: <laughs> you never use these 20 seconds Josh, you've got 20 whole seconds. Well, I, don't, I don't need to. <laughs> um, I don't, uh, like, there are, uh,
0: I think the countries that these people are leaving Mm. have a moral obligation to improve that country so that people don't have to leave. I think it's strange how the the onus is put on the country they leave to, to go, well, this person has made a decision to leave and enter your country, um, and you must make it okay for them. And, um, you know, there are are legal ways of doing it. And going back to Trump's thing, it's like he's detaining illegal immigrants.
3: Yeah, I find this topic really hard to talk about because in Australia, this stuff isn't really... At least America's stuff and Britain's stuff isn't really talked about because they're dealing with their own... Oh, stop the boats and... (laughs) Australia...
0: See, it's really interesting. So, for example, like... Nigel Farage what's your basic opinion of him?
1: I don't like him but I feel like you're going to tell me I'm wrong on that
0: you don't like him and you would probably say he's quite racist maybe yes I would say there's a racial undertone
3: to what he says
1: so his, his
0: policies that he wants for the UK are more in line with what Australia's are currently he wants a points based system he wants to restrict it he wants to allow people with a certain level of education in and other people not and that is left wing propaganda that that is then racist it's not Racist at all? He's not, you know, singling out their color. He's not singling out anything to do with their race. He's singling out their education and their ability. I don't agree with it. I don't want a points-based system at all. But I don't think it's 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 racist. And I also don't think it's racist to go. This country doesn't want to accept immigrants right now.
1: But I would I would argue that basically what you're saying there about whether they are educated, whether they're skilled, whether whatever. A lot of the time, the fact that they are not educated or the fact they're not trained in certain things is not their fault. It's because they are from a, a, a country that doesn't offer the same things as we do. And so we all have a general baseline amount of education, right? Because we were born into a stable, economically thriving country. And it's not their fault of that individual that they shot out of a vagina in a different country that doesn't have as much money. No, it's,
0: it's not their fault. It's not my fault I wasn't born to a family and inherited a £2 million trust fund, but I still have no entitlement to it. Nobody's entitled to anything. Yes it's a nice lovely idea that we say to ourselves um, oh yes we're lucky so we you know other people come here and you, you come and be lucky with us I'd absolutely love to do that I don't know if England's in a, a current is, is able to do that right now you know we there's the, I don't care if you're white black, Asian, whatever, the whites, blacks, and Asians in the
1: UK right now are struggling to find work. But as far as I've seen, the amount of money taken out of our system by people coming into the country is a lot less than the amount of money put into the system. And you've got to remember, we don't have a set amount of money. Money is generated by people working. So you bring more people in, more people are working, more money is made.
0: Yes, but those people that are coming in need jobs. And doesn't it make sense to educate the people that currently don't have jobs and give them those jobs before bringing other people in but like going back to the question imagine you're a family from syria for example and you're relocated to the uk you're in an alien world the culture is completely different and um, when they apply for asylum in the uk it, it, pretty much most of the time in the uk it's it's already declined that cost and that whole process is is ridiculous so they they apply the money that's spent on those court cases on all that action imagine if that was spent on sending it back to syria so a army protected camp that's in their country in the culture that they know and are aware of with other people that are like them speaking the same language in an environment that they're comfortable with and fully supported by the leading countries of this world who do have the means and resources to protect them within their own country and majority of the time we've caused the trouble in their country anyway so it's do you know what i mean like them coming over here is it must
1: be gut-wrenching and so hard so why is why is the first solution not help them there you're basically saying it would be nicer if we could just make their country better so they can stay at home Mm. which i agree with but in the short term should we be allowing as stronger countries be allowing the individuals who are struggling Mm. to come into our country and thrive in our country because we have no god-given right to this country nor do they we're all human we're all born on this earth
0: it's kind of interesting like you know when you're on a plane and they tell you to put your face mask on before you give it to your child because it's more important that you that you're yes. conscious and able to look after them.
3: Oh, an analogy. Yeah, do you know Ooh. what I
0: mean? Apply the analogy to that. They're looking after themselves first so that potentially they can look... That's what I'm advocating. Right. Maybe America aren't doing that, but that's what I think should happen, is that when you are economically viable and strong and able to, and everyone is well looked after, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you want the whole
1: world to come up together. You don't want a superpower. Like, the idea of superpowers is... is is horrible but back to my question in the short term should we be allowing these people in or do you think that we just have to make a cutoff point of no more fix your country if we can support them yes but if they're
0: going to sit in an immigration detention camp if they're going to sit on well i don't think they chose that <laughs> well they are choosing it because they've decided to come and they know that's where they'll end up
1: i don't think that's a ch- okay yeah sure <laughs> they're either trying to hide yeah. from the system and
0: not, yeah. not be there or, or do you know what i mean and i just yeah if we can support them but I think there's a lot of things we could do to
2: immediately affect these countries and their economies, and we're not doing them because we're too selfish. I think my problem with this is that I really agree with Josh's point that we should be looking after our own country first so we can help other countries thrive so they stay within their culture and their space. But my problem is with the fact that people in these detention centers, and you were talking about entitlement, I think the thing about entitlement is you say that people aren't entitled to anything, but I think people are entitled to basic human rights. They're entitled to whatever situation they find themselves in and however they get there, they are entitled to be treated with respect. And the thing about these detention centers is that they are not being treated with human respect. The conditions are so poor. So I don't really think the problem here lies within whether we should or shouldn't be letting people into a country out of moral obligation. I think Mm. the point is we found ourselves in these situations. Why are we not looking at this from a point of view of, okay, we now need to use all the resources we have to make sure these people that are in our country aren't being abused and aren't being neglected because we might not be entitled to anything, but we are entitled to food and water and to not be in such shoddy conditions if you're in a country like that i think you do i don't have an entitlement to that yeah i don't agree that we're entitled to but that's basic human rights would you would you argue that we that we don't have an entitlement to basic human rights yeah yeah fair play and now you see why we have this podcast i (laughs) I don't think we're entitled (laughs) to
0: food and water like the only thing we're entitled to is freedom like,
2: do you know what I mean? To, to to make your own choice. I don't think anything should be forced on you, I, you know. So you're saying that people should have freedom to do anything. Is that freedom to take food out of somebody else's mouth and freedom to murder, do you think that yeah. is their human they, right? They, they have a right to do that,
0: 100%. So you're saying But then that, they have to also face the fact that they're in a country that very clearly states its rules and states what will happen to you if you break those rules and that happens to them. So what's you're saying... Ha- ha- what's happening right you, now? You want, you want people to murder, but then by doing no, no, that, you taking no, 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 well, right. you're taking away... We want
2: people, if they want to murder, to be able to murder. What I mean is, is that if someone wants to kill someone, they can.
1: Okay. I wish you could see it on the. One day we'll have a video podcast version of this. You could see James and I and our producer, James, faces each other as John was going, People have a right to murder people. People well, I have I'd a right like, to murder into people.
3: A parallel universe and I was they like... don't have a right to
1: murder people. They just physically can murder people. No, they have it a is right. It's possible. But it's not, you don't have a right. You're not going to write in law. Thou shall murder if thou want. But if, your <laughs> rights
0: aren't based, if you're basing rights on law, but philosophically is what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the law.
1: Okay. right. <laughs> please don't murder people. Yeah, we'll just stress that please don't murder uh, people. Don't Although you have court. the right to. I am honestly so confused. You can listen to what you think on Twitter at Educating Josh in our polls. What you think on the question, do economically stable countries have a moral obligation to allow migrants in? It's time for our last story of the week. That is our very special guest story. It's Jake's
2: story. So my story is from BBC News and the headline is More than 300 transgender children a year are now starting on a course of puberty blocking drugs. The three things you need to know are This treatment has been available since 2011 and delays the onset of puberty to allow more time for transgender children to figure out their gender identity. Hormone blocker injections delay changes to the voice and development of breasts and body hair. The physical effects of these drugs are reversible, although doctors are unsure of the long-term psychological impact on patients. Some are against the treatment arguing that gender identity for children is elastic so can change over time. So my question is, should puberty blocking drugs be available to under 16s? 20 seconds Josh, go. Um, I don't I don't think they should like primarily, but
0: the numbers are relevant to me. I don't think they should, should until they've gone through puberty fully, basically, is what I believe. Like, so much happens when you're going through puberty, and if doctors aren't exactly sure of the effects, then I'm just worried about the person. Like, I,
2: I, It's great that they feel like they can and they should and all that kind of stuff, but just what effect is it having on them? So the, the thing here Physically. is that the long-term effects that they're unsure about are just the psychological ones. They're not, su- they're not unsure about the medical effects that it has on your body well, the, because the, 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 the medical effects are that it's just pausing your puberty and then once you come off of this, your natural puberty will kick in. And if that doesn't happen, you can always take hormone boosters. But this doesn't actually have Again, another, s- another thing,
0: another change. You're messing with stuff that we're not 100% sure about. And we know that messing at that stage in a human being's process could be quite dangerous. And that's, that's what I'm talking about. They 100% have the right to. And the number 16 to me is irrelevant. It's absolutely irrelevant. If you've gone through puberty by the time you're 13, full steam
1: ahead. The point is, is that this stops you hitting puberty. So you're saying dangerous to take a drug through
0: puberty, but you don't get to puberty. Well, you're also stopping a process. Your brain goes through so many changes during puberty. Yeah, but that's that's
2: psychological. That's not biological. Whether it's
0: biological or psychological, they still affect you. If you don't do it at that age, and you're a a boy or a man that really wants to be a woman or a girl, um, can you do it? just as easy at a later stage in life? Uh, this is no, going to be my thing... question
3: as well, because um, what's the difference between taking hormones like testosterone or estrogen before puberty or during puberty versus after puberty? Do like we know so, the, the changes? Or, the thing like...
2: is, the puberty blockers are reversible. Puberty is irreversible. There are so many things that happen to your body through puberty that then make any kind of medical transition later in life so much harder, less effective, and you get a lot more issues. A lot of trans people know that they're trans from a young age and this starts to cause psychological conflict it causes mm-hmm. dysphoria it causes depression and this this leads to things like self-harm and suicide and if you're caring really about the person and their emotions which i would argue someone's emotional well-being a lot of the time takes precedent over their biological well-being
0: i don't know until you know more until someone can tell me that my child said so when, when i have children if i have children isn't going to be affected and there's no risk of any damage or any danger physically or mentally to them I wouldn't let them do it
1: I mean I would argue that there is more danger especially mentally and possibly physically in the form of su- self-harm or suicide of letting somebody go through puberty in a
2: gender that they don't associate exactly. with especially when they're, they're most hormonal and most yes yeah.
1: but once they've
0: gone through
2: puberty, puberty
0: yes because and the other no, problem people, is people
2: are having gender dysphoria before they even go through puberty so it's not the act of puberty that is making people think oh this is the wrong body it's It's pre-puberty. Because what these drugs essentially allow is they stop puberty so that you can then wait a
1: little bit longer, work out what your gender identity is. These people go through puberty. They develop into a sex that they don't identify with. And then they have to have a bunch of surgery
2: to try and counter that so if you think about someone like me that was assigned female at birth if i had been given puberty blockers there would be every chance that i wouldn't have to go through top surgery which is a very very big surgery and that's even uh, more damage to my body well, that, and my body is at so much more risk but there are a lot of other know. ways it's, it's, it's like, like that there final... are other ways the body changes during puberty there are facial changes Oh, the, are... the voice change is the biggest thing the yeah. voice change your voice dropping is the most irreversible thing it, it almost about testosterone is it's the, oh, the, okay. the guy to go um well it's it, it's kind of like either way so if you are assigned male at birth and you go through puberty and your voice drops that's it your voice will never be high unless you go through ah, a lot of like vocal training is and that's taught into you that at what point do you have to just accept that
0: because of the luck of the draw you didn't get what you should have got or what you feel like you are at birth and go well, until science advances to a point, I need to accept this and be as comfortable in what I am able to get to as I am. I think Because there were people beforehand that didn't even have the, the not luxuries because it's not a luxury, but they didn't have the opportunities
2: that you've got hmm. and had to become comfortable in, in the best way that they could. From your life experience, from how you've grown up and how you've experienced life, I think that's very true to you. But for me, I think I just see and I've experienced the reality of the fact that for some people it's like oh yeah let's just wait so you can reach this point of emotional maturity uh, some of those people they don't make it because they're going th- through such a hard time that they just they don't see anything else as helping they just see the out and that out is dead. there's a lot of
0: kids that don't make it as well though
2: without these issues yeah, but the do you know the I mean? amount of trans people that end up killing themselves is a higher it's rate than through the roof. any any other minority it's it's honestly it's ridiculous and there's a potential solution yeah if if there's a solution that says okay we can give you this and it might have effects on you physically it might have effects no, no, on you emotionally no, but, it's, it's, but it's, that it's, not, it's this or no but this isn't a
0: solution the solutions already there it's not this or kill yourself it's like saying you'll have an easier transition this isn't if if you take well, this away you want to make you everything easier for people you yeah. can't because it allows you to get
2: to a state of emotional maturity that you wouldn't otherwise reach. That's that's what this does. It allows you to get to a state of emotional maturity so you can make that informed decision.
0: Why would that reduce the, the suicide rate? Why is that
2: going because to... Because you're not seeing your body turn into something that when you look in the mirror, it makes you want to cry it gives you a breakdown children before
1: before puberty other than genitalia generally look about the same Right, we don't have breasts we're not hairy we we look basically the same as long as you've got your pants on you look kind of similar. similar and so puberty blockers allow you to stay in that same state and then
2: take medication which puts you towards one of the paths that you want to be on The point about this is so you don't have to go through this slow, torturous thing of years and years of seeing your body slowly develop into something. It's like a nightmare. It's it's your physical body shape that changes a lot. Like kind of your outline, it's your bone structure. yeah, it's your bone structure, it's your face. So all much changes, changes through puberty. Yeah, because so for example, like if puberty.
1: you are a female at birth, you're going to get wider hips. You're going to develop yep. breasts. There's a YouTuber called Ash Hardell who said, "I have to wear baggy t-shirts because if I don't wear baggy t-shirts, it reminds me I have breasts, and that makes me sad." It it seems like to us who've been very comfortable in our bodies from our life. Uh, Except I'm ginger, but whatever. Uh, um, (laughs) We—it seems to us like, oh, it's just (laughs) hair. Oh, it's just some curviness. But that is a constant reminder in the one vessel you have for your entire life of I'm not who I think I am. If you imagine like hating everything about your physical form every day, whenever you see a reflection, whenever you look down, whenever you talk, whenever you talk, Mm. and if there's just something that can just—it's not changing anything. It's just going. We'll give you a bit more time to think about it. Like simplifying it down to it's like absolute basic. It's like a program, like a piece of software. And I don't, you
2: know,
0: yeah. we're, we're more than that. We are human and it's just an analogy, but it's like a piece of software getting to a hundred percent install before you then start changing it
2: just in but case it's, it's it hurts. Like... It's
3: the wrong program you're installing. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
2: You're, you're, installing you're, installing, yeah. <laughs> you're
3: installing the wrong software. you installing the wrong software. All right. Well, we're going to have to
1: wrap up there. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Do you feel like you educated Josh, Jake?
2: I, yeah, I feel like I've I've taught him a lot about the the trans experience. Loads. I, I literally have. I'm yeah. so ignorant
0: to everything on this subject I've never experienced anything to do with it, I've never met someone before meeting Jake actually that's going through or gone through it and parts <laughs> of it and things Yeet. like that, I find it absolutely fascinating it's the most I've felt educated on this podcast and and I'm kind of trying to fight to wow. to agree with my original oh, <laughs> agree, <laughs> myself, agree
1: with my original statement but, but okay, yeah. well, thank you for coming on the show Jake, it is time to finish off the show with the quick fire round <laughs> Josh, the Netherlands are introducing a ban on the burqa in some public spaces. Yeah, I, you know what I feel like about oppression of any kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hundreds of people have complained to Ofcom about the TV show Love Island for quote, willingly cruel treatment of contestant Danny. The producers showed her a clip of her boyfriend seeing his ex-girlfriend for the first time in a supposed attempt to manufacture extra drama on the show, causing her to have an emotional breakdown. She signed the contract and she knew what she was getting into. Like,
3: okay,
0: oh, there's there's no sympathy Scare. for anyone that signed up to that show, like at all. Okay, <laughs> I don't like anyone.
1: Josh, the first women's razor ad has run, where it's showing women having body hair. What? Yeah, isn't it weird that we've never had an advert where a woman's had body hair in a razor advert? So they're shaving a shaved yeah, leg. Said- yeah, they're shaving a shaved <laughs> yeah. leg. I already-
3: never realised that. They're already shaved and they're shaving time. a shaved like armpit or leg. they just shaved my shaved leg. <laughs> oh, it's so effective. Look at this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I can't believe I've missed that. That's really weird. An update from a story from a previous episode. The Spider-Man man who rescued a toddler from a balcony has begun his job for the Paris Fire Brigade. Cool. Do you remember remember that story of the guy who climbed up heroically and saved a toddler? Yay. He's given a job. Yes, yay! He's given a job. (laughs) And lastly, our feel good story of the week. The mum and dad from Outnumbered, Claire Skinner and Hugh Dennis are now dating in real life. Have you seen a, I What? Th- I think mm. they should uh, They should expand their uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> the, no, They both their
1: had jet, relationships That broke down And I think it's adorable And it's lovely isn't well, it? well you would Does Luke. anyone else care about you this? You would no, uh, Shut up no, we, Whatever no <laughs> <am I? laughs> Thank you so much for listening To this week's episode Of Educating Josh good first week Jake hopefully we'll have you back To be the best educator We've ever had Oh yeah show. He's officially Who The best educator And hopefully we don't All lose our jobs Don't forget to follow us On Instagram, Twitter Or Facebook At Educating Josh Where there'll be polls And content from each of today's topics and we'd love to hear your thoughts we also want you to send in more questions for next week's quick fire round please go subscribe and most importantly leave a review over on apple podcasts or your podcast app of choice this has been educating josh a studio 71 production we'll see you next week for another episode of educating josh good goodbye 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 say goodbye Jay. Here we go bye